Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome again to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. This is the number one IVF podcast in the world, probably. According to us. Yes. Thank you all for coming back and listening. Once again, episode 38, what a time to be alive. Thank you to everyone who came out to see me in uh, Mountain View, Palo Alto. Did some eggheads come? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, I met some listeners. I did. That's, that was, I was lying. Hmm. I said no. How can I trust anything you say ever again? That's an excellent question. The mm. answer is you can't. Uh-oh. Uh, third bonus episode. We're still dangling out there. We're at 875. Yeah, reviews. we're pretty close. Although it is so, like, it's very slow going. Although I noticed like there were, there was like a batch that posted on June 22nd and there haven't been any since then. So it's, cl- they're clearly coming in batches, mm-hmm. but 
it's it's very weird and slow. Maybe they just want to make the approval like, hey, are you sure we can is this real? Is this real review? And then they post it. Maybe. That seems very time consuming. <coughs> I don't know who's in charge of that kind of thing. So it could be anything. But the point is, we just need 125 more of you to say, hey, I love this podcast on iTunes. Yeah, but you know what? Five stars. We're there. Regardless, we are recording a Patreon bonus episode tonight. That's true. So you could either be a supporter at a certain level and $25 a month or $25 a month and you'll get another episode of this podcast. Yep. Um, a special episode that's not exactly like this current podcast. Um, or you could just write a review and be one of the 125 remaining people to help out the other 875 people who want a bonus podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dory has something to say about Amazon reviews. Thank you for leaving them. (laughs) Also, if you find it in your heart to to mosey on over to Goodreads and leave a review or click like or helpful or whatever, however they put it on Goodreads, um, on the nice reviews, I would appreciate it. I was I, I, I try to not look at Goodreads because some of the people on there are, are just just not nice mm-hmm. and again i i accept criticism not everyone is gonna like my book that's fine someone left a one-star review that said she had quote rejuvenated her goodreads account in order to leave this review mm-hmm. first of all rejuvenated is the incorrect word sure um second of all i was like wow like i was almost flattered that she hated my book so much that she had to leave a one-star review but i was also like wow what kind of person do you have to be to do that Uh uh-huh i I, I, a a person that like you know maybe a person that had terrible service at a pizza place in brooklyn you know maybe Mm. interesting hmm I think that was a two-star review, by the way. Oh, okay. Because the food was good. The food was good. Yeah. Service was awful. Yep. Um, we served everything on tiny plates. I, I'm sorry, honey. I'm sorry that didn't work out for you. Uh, I don't think if, it worked out for them either. I think that place is closed. Uh, if you like uh, Dory's book and you'd like to tell people at Goodreads all about it, please head over there and do that. Thank you. Facebook group, Going Strong. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Excellent Adventure. Go over there. Talk to some folks. Share some thoughts. You got some concerns, questions, comments. There's a lot happening on on that Facebook group, which I love. I also love that like every day there's people saying like, I've never posted here before. And a lot of times it's people have never publicly talked about doing IVF. Well, we like to lead the light in being people who only publicly discuss. And, And people are so supportive. It's like, it's very, see, you know what? Our Facebook group is the opposite of Goodreads. Sure. It is really a kind and warm and loving place. Well, we're all in this together, so it's true. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Uh, you can head over to excellentadventure.com, visit the website, make a donation, check out our resources. It's still a work in progress, but it's up. 
Uh, and then I'm seeing merch, question mark, question mark, on this piece of paper, which is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, I started thinking, like, maybe we should have some merch. So I, I'm I'm just, I, I, I posted an exploratory balloon on the Facebook uh-huh. group. Just said, like, if we were to theoretically have some merch, like, mm-hmm. what kind of merch would you want in merch? Maybe like a Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure biohazard container for all those needles. Someone actually suggested that. <laughs> uh, but something that was very, uh, a suggestion that was very popular was socks. <laughs> we are big supporters of socks. We love socks. Um, but also people pointed out like you need socks when you go into the OR. Mm-hmm. They're good to have even like for ultrasounds. Like yeah. socks, socks come in very handy. Socks are important. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking about socks, okay. thinking about maybe some, I don't know, t-shirt or something, but just kind of, I'm just kind of thinking about it. I also thought that we could either like donate some portion of the proceeds or we could have like one item where we donate all the profits to some kind of like IVF or infertility organization. Okay. thought that might be cool. So I was, I was also asking people for suggestions of, of where to donate. A couple of people suggested this place that gives out grants, but they only give out grants to people in four states. So I felt like, man, I don't, I don't really want to uh-huh. do that. And then someone else was like, you guys should have your own grant. And I was like, in theory, but that also seems like a lot of work. Yeah, we'd have, we'd have, a lot, we'd have to raise a lot of money. Well, no, I think it would just be whatever we raise, even if it's like a couple hundred dollars goes to whoever, uh-huh. whoever we choose. But but it just seemed like, what would our criteria be? And mm-hmm. and you wouldn't want to do any of the work, so then it would be, all be my responsibility. You say that like I'm lazy. No, I just I, say I do it, a lot of work. I know you do a lot of work, but like a lot of times things that are my idea, you don't like to participate in. Um, we're listening to something that was your idea. I know. And I'm participating in it. You were, you grudgingly started it. Well, you know, I have a <clears throat> I have a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of things, so I know. But at the end of the day, I think you uh, were right. It's my favorite podcast to do. Easiest one to make. And uh, for that, I am thankful. Oh, thank you. Honey. Glad the listeners are enjoying it. You can email us ideas. If you have an idea for merch and you'd like to see something, you can email us at doryamatt at gmail.com, at dory at gmail.com, or you could even call us and leave a message at 413-461-BABY. That's right. So uh, <clears throat> we are back in it, guys. It's all happening. We're in it to win it. We went to the IVF doctor last week, and we are going again tomorrow. So get a load of this. So I got my period last Monday. Mm -hmm. And that same day, I also happened to see my acupuncturist. And she, you know, I told her I got my period, and I was going to go see Dr. Beck the next day. And she was like, oh, well it's a good thing you got your period today and not like last week. And I was like, why? She's like, Dr. Beck injured her knee. She had to have emergency knee surgery. And she injured it in the most Dr. Beck way possible. Yep. <laughs> she was running to the OR. That's, you know, that's some ER shit. And right she there. fell. <laughs> and she had, she has to have like, she had to have pins put in. And it was a whole mess, and she was out for ten days, which I think for her was like 
like i don't think she's ever taken 10 days off in a row i don't know i don't know her that well she is a workaholic she seems to be a real uh a real doctor that cares yeah she really puts her patients first so i think it killed her that she was out for 10 days and i think you know my acupuncturist who talks to her all the time was saying that bunch of patients like canceled their cycles and postponed stuff because you know they didn't want to go with another doctor and so my timing turned out to be impeccable not that i had any choice in the matter but 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 it did yeah so but you know we're i mean we're we are back in it but we're also like not because it's a fake cycle yeah but it's a process in our in our uh, endless quest to try to have a child that is true that is true so right now I'm just on estrogen patches, which if everyone remembers did not work last time, but Dr. Beck insisted that I'd use the patches and she's seeing me a day earlier than normal to, to make sure that they're working. Now I also, I, I'm trying a new method with the patches. What are you doing? So different? the first time I tried them, I put them on my stomach Mm-hmm. And I felt like, like, first of all, I, you know, I have a little bit of a flabby little stomach. I feel like maybe it didn't like fully penetrate through the flab. <laughs> and second of all, I also felt like, like they kind of like, came, like, like I feel like they were irritating me and they were kind of like coming up and they weren't on very securely. Um, so I, I actually this time thoroughly read the instructions mm-hmm. And I learned that you can also put them on your back. Okay. And then I also learned that you're supposed to hold them down for 10 seconds when you put them on and make sure that the edges are like really on. Okay. And is that something you did last time? No. Oh. Neither thing. Wow. Yeah. So well, I think it helps sometimes to read the directions. I learned a thing today. I mean, the other day. So I put them on my back and I've been like holding them down and... um I mean, the other good thing was that I still had a bunch left from last time mm-hmm. that I hadn't thrown out or anything. Did you check the expiration date? I did. It was February 2018. Great. We're in it. We're in it. Um, so, yes, I see her tomorrow. I think I start progesterone shots tomorrow. Mm, everyone's favorite time. It's my least favorite time. I know. That needle's so long. It really is. It really is a long needle. And like you have to get it in the right spot or, 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 or it bends. Remember when it bent? Well, no, I wasn't here. I know, but I sent you a picture. Yeah. Don't you remember? I think you're so good at it now that you're not going to bend a needle. Well, I am better at it. Yeah. So I just wish you were around to give me the shot. We go to, when when do you need the shot? I don't know. I I was thinking maybe, I, I think maybe. Can I maybe do it in the morning? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I don't remember either. If I do it in the morning, then you will be giving me the shot. Okay. And what if I? What if we don't do it in the morning? Well, it seems unlikely that you'd be able to give me the shot because you get home late. I do. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we are. That was something someone said we should have on a t-shirt or a mug. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... <clears throat> You know what I was thinking would be funny? Mm. If we got um, custom luggage made that said, that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, I think we'd sell probably <laughs> one. 
one of those. Come on, that's funny. You. <laughs> okay, a duffel bag. Sure. Maybe we got. We should get one that says on the front, coming in hot. <laughs> and on the back, it says, uh, man, Dory's Excellent Adventure. Like a little tiny logo, like up at the back of the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> All right. So those are our ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, we have an appointment tomorrow. And then, we're, I mean, we'll be updating you as we go along. But the 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 plan as of now, according to Dr. Beck, is to do a transfer in August, roughly the third week of August. Yeah. Um, and I was texting with my friend today because she also, it looks like, is going to be doing a transfer in August. And she was asking me what kind of transfer I was doing. Was She, she was like, I'm doing a programmatic cycle or something. I was like, oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. She said there are three kinds of cycles, natural, semi-natural, and like programmed. Mm -hmm. And then when she was describing them, I was like, oh, I'm doing a program cycle, like faux show. Well, wouldn't that be great if you guys, if both transfers were successful? I know. I can't, like, (laughs) I can't even think about it because it would be too amazing. Uh, Yeah, August, September, October, November, December. No, I'm just thinking about how annoying vacation would be with two five-month pregnant people. It'll be so fun. Yep. And a baby. Yep. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Here we go again. Um, Okay. Time for some emails. We love emails. Okay. Uh, This is from Sarah. And she's writing in response to uh, mentioning the problem of vaginal discharge that accompanies a progesterone suppository. Okay. Which I referenced last week as having something that came up in the Facebook group. Um, So Sarah says, I've never used progesterone, but at the end of my second pregnancy, I inserted evening primrose capsules near my cervix in order to ripen and ready it for labor. I was told to put down a big towel on my bed, insert the capsule, and wait for a big mess by morning. That didn't sit well with me, so I came up with a brilliant solution, my Diva Cup. I hadn't used it for eight months, so I had to brush off the cobwebs, but I put it in, and voila, no mess, just like when I have my period. I started using a cup after I weaned my first baby. As my what period, the fuck is a Diva Cup? It's a, it's, a, it's a cup that people use for their periods instead of tampons. You put it in, it like catches all the blood and then you like oh, wash it out. Women, you do not have it easy. No, thank you for acknowledging us. Um, I put it in, voila, no mess, just like when I have my period. I started using a cup after I weaned my first baby as my periods got really heavy and tampons didn't fit so well because my cervix sits lower now. Oh, God. <laughs> this is what I have to look forward to. Um, I wish I'd been using it for years. It is a life changer. Dory, if you are not a cup user, I'm not. I highly suggest you start and then you can use it to catch that pesky vaginal discharge from your suppositories. <sighs> There's a quiz you can take, which will suggest the right brand and size for your menstrual needs. This now, is gross. it's also possible. I will not end up taking using suppositories. Excuse me. Suppositories um, are the progesterone suppositories that so far I've only taken in shot form. Yeah. So I don't know. I might not have to use suppositories. Well, I mean, we can look into maybe getting some sort of themed excellent adventure diva cups. 
see now you're thinking yeah now you're on board yeah those could say coming in hot right on them genius I'm, listen i'm just here for i'm the ideas guy you know yeah you're a branding genius <laughs> okay this is from amy uh, she says, I was just listening to last week's episode about the woman who donated eggs and found out she had a recessive genetic disorder. You're absolutely right. She has nothing to feel bad about. She's done everything right, including reaching out to the clinic where she donated. If it helps make her feel better, please know that there are additional ways people using donor eggs can protect themselves and their future children. I'm currently pregnant with a donor egg in my husband's sperm. Before going with a donor, we had full genetic testing done on my husband and it did turn up a recessive disorder. The disorder was not one of the things donors are typically screened for, so our clinic reached out to the donor we had selected and asked if she would be willing to come in for a blood draw to see if she was a carrier for the same disorder. She was happy to come in. We did have to pay for the test, but $350 was well worth the peace of mind. In the end, she was not a carrier, so the chances of our child having the disorder was significantly reduced and at the same level as what it would have been if we had used my eggs. Mine were old and broken, hence the need for a donor. Had she been a carrier, our clinic would have allowed us to switch donors. Just wanted to let Anonymous know that from the perspective of someone receiving a donor egg, I would never hold a donor responsible for an undetected recessive, recessive disorder, and there are things we can do to test on the receiving end, too. I hope this gives her a little peace of mind. Best, Amy. I hope so, too. I hope was so. Was that the only email we got in response to her? Uh, yes, wow, it was. I feel, um, like there's, I feel like there's going to be more coming. As more people download and listen to the episode, I think. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. We have a voicemail. We have Dory a has voicemail. nicely written on our sheet of rundown here, play testosterone voicemail in all caps and bolded. Yep. All right, here we go. Hi, Nat and Dory. This is Kate. I just left you a voicemail about my husband's male factor infertility and clomid and realized I was talking very fast and may have been a little bit confusing in my sequence. And so I thought I'd call back and... Um, do a better job of laying out our situation for Caitlin. I didn't I think we needed to hear the first one. She was in the okay. episode that you just played. Um, and so my husband was diagnosed with low testosterone while we were dating. I want to say potentially 2011, 2012, I think 11. And it was by his general practitioner during his physical. And they didn't do any follow-up tests to identify why he might have uh, low testosterone. So we put him on the testosterone foam that you rub into the shoulder, which um, any urologist will tell you depletes your sperm count or and sterilizes you. So we knew it was a potential side effect. Didn't know um, fully if it was going to happen. Fast forward to 2015, we started trying. And after six months of no success, um, kind of encouraged my husband to go to a urologist and just see what was going on. So came back test-wise that he had a grade three varicocele, mm, um, which was I mean noticeable to the point that when he went to go and get the ultrasound to identify the person administering it was like, mm, I don't really need to do this. You have one. Um, he had azospermia, so his sperm count was zero, um, which when it's zero, then you actually can't identify any other characteristics. So he that was in July of 2015. He elected to do the 
varicocele surgery. That was in November of 2015. And then to follow up on that, the first um, round of tests after that, he had like one or two. They put him on Clomid. He's been on Clomid ever since then. And we had our first round of IVF in March, did IVF with ICSI, and we came away with four fertilized embryos. Um, did not see that coming. A genetically normal one, but to go from zero to being able to do four fertilized ones was huge. So, huge. Um, Caitlin, it's, it's possible, and things do get better. So stay on it and keep going to the doctor. Thanks so much. Bye. Wow. It was really a, it was along for the ride and then surprise ending. Yeah, there's a twist. There's mm. a twist at the end. Man. I don't, I didn't, I, I didn't have to get the surgery yet. We'll see. I don't think you will. What, what if, and maybe there's a scenario where I have to, where they make me. Okay. I don't think there will be though. All right. I've never heard of testosterone foam. Nor have I. I bet that's something that Major League Baseball players used in the 90s. <laughs> probably. And they're probably all sterile now. Yeah. Oh, that's probably for the better. Some of them, guys. <laughs> um, so I also want to read this other email we got about testosterone. Actually, do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. 
I mean, Bombus can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Uh, this is from Tina. I'm a 39-year-old mother of two living up here in the great white north, Canada. We live on the beautiful southwest coast of British Columbia. I highly recommend you visit if you haven't. We'll take that as an actual invitation to your yeah. home. We'll be there next uh, week. I'm writing in because in episode 37, you had a listener, Caitlin, talk about issues regarding men and testosterone. My husband has a pituitary disorder due to a concussion he received in his late teens. That's crazy. Yeah. The pituitary disorder he is diagnosed with is called secondary hypo... Uh, let's see. Hypogonad... Hypogonadotropic hypogonadisms. <laughs> one of, at least one of the nurses who emails us occasionally is going to write in with the correct pronunciation of whatever that was. Oh, you know what? It's probably gonad, right? Yeah. Hypogonad, hypogonadotropic hypogonadisms. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh, but the way you're saying that is funny. My wife is uh, insulting her husband right no, now with I'm her not. laughter. I'm not. Uh, so basically, the sex hormones that are secret, uh, secreted, secreted, are <laughs> uh, secreted from his pituitary gland had decreased significantly over time. This had left his hormone levels so low that his testicles basically were no longer working. My husband had extremely low levels of testosterone that very little sperm was being produced. After being referred to an endocrinologist, he was able to begin treatment. Below, I have noted a brief history of the treatment he received at diagnosis and then the changes made when we were trying to conceive. This is a long email, but I felt her information was very valuable. Well, she also uh, did not write TTC. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> initial treatment. One, androgel. That's a topical cream slash gel. Androgel is a prescription medicine that contains testosterone. Androgel works by replacing testosterone that naturally is made uh, in the body. The treatment allows the pituitary gland to recognize it no longer needs to make the sex hormones so the testicles stop working and basically shut down and shrink. This is why patients on this treatment become infertile. So basically... This sounds like the foam that the collar... I think it just sounds to. like any sort of testosterone you're shooting into your body is going to decrease your sperm count. Uh, so obviously when we wanted to become pregnant, my husband needed an alternative treatment. So he could produce some swimmers. Number two, Clomid. Those are the tablets. 
This treatment was used as we needed my hubby's testicles to work and produce sperm, and the androgel was obviously not doing this. Clomid stimulates the body's own production of testosterone, which helps increase sperm count levels and hormone imbalance. Unfortunately, my husband's body couldn't catch up on Clomid alone to the levels of testosterone uh, that he was at while on androgel. This left my husband feeling awful mentally and physically, and it was just not a route we could keep doing as he was getting sick and unwell. His depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety was becoming so intense that he had zero sex drive due to the low testosterone and the fact that his levels just weren't getting high enough fast enough. It was awful to see him so tormented that we couldn't continue this way. We had given this treatment a few months to work, but without success. So we went to the next available treatment, HCG, Human Chronic uh, gonadotropin. Gonadotropin? Gonadotropin. <laughs> HCG works by prompting the testes to produce testosterone and sperm. It works much the same as Clomid, but my husband's body responded better to the HCG due to the fact that it was injectable to, it seemed my husband's testosterone levels elevated quicker. Mm. I believe, this is four years ago, uh, that we conceived our son about four to six months into his treatment plan. I hope this sheds some light for your listener, it's an individual-based treatment as different treatment respond different to different men. However, it was a positive experience for us and just a bit of a journey to get there. Again, Matt and Dory, thank you for bringing so much amazing voice to people dealing with infertility and providing such a positive platform for people to keep, uh, for people to feel vulnerable and or empowered. Keep up the amazing work. Hey, Bo. I have to give you a shout out. I'm so pleased you were able to find two humans who are treating you so amazing and spoil you like you deserve. He really does run all over us. I know. He literally climbed over you today. Yep. You were on all fours for some reason. I was playing. And he climbed on. T- he climbed over you. Yep. We had I've never, fun. I've never seen him do that before. What about the other day when I flipped him over upside down? When he, he was, did he not had enjoy his head that. Buried in the couch. Yeah, he didn't like that. That was pretty funny though. He didn't like it. I thought he loved it. I don't think he did. He had a great time, Bo. He's in sleep town. <sighs> he's been eating so much better. He has been. Really just like, he's getting right right into shape just before we're going to go on vacation. Yeah. That's the way it goes here at the Myra Shafrir household. Yeah, but it is, it is, I feel like we are so much more in tune with his moods and anxieties and needs now. Mm-hmm. Like, Remember when we first got him and he was so sick? Um, I mean, I remember him vomiting. Yeah, he made himself sick. What do you mean? I think he was he was so like like freaked out. Like, what is happening? Is this my new home? Are these my new parents? Oh, buddy! Like, I think he made himself sick. This is your new home. Where are your new parents? And now that I know him better, I know that he did that, and. You know, I, I I see how he eats when he's happy, and he's still. I mean, he still like just eats and fucking bursts. I know he's a sensitive. He's boy. a burst eater. He is, and then when he like decides he's hungry, he just like goes to town. Yeah, yeah. He's a you know he's a good boy. He is. Bo has no balls. No, he doesn't. So the likelihood of Bo having children is zero. Yeah, Bo did not go to the park this weekend. He did not. No. No? 
No, I took him to the chateau yesterday. Oh, because, well, that's like an indoor park because it's air conditioning. I know. Well, because I was like, I'm not going to take him to the park without Matt. Yeah. And then I was like, but. You could have taken him to uh, Laurel. I know, but it's so hot there. It is hot there. It's huge. It's huge. It's a big park. And there's very little shade. Very little shade and a lot of flies. And a lot of flies. So it's it's not ideal. There's no great park. There is no great park. There is no great dog park in Los Angeles, if you know of one. Um, you know, people say that the Pasadena Park is very nice. Well, that makes sense. Pasadena's great. Yeah. Bo, would you like to go to Pasadena when I go out to Matt Gorley's house to record James Bondings? Yes, I would. Oh, all right. Uh, <clears throat> this is from Ruben guy who wrote in in favor of transferring two embryos remember reuben sure (laughs) remember we had all those we had like this whole discussion about how like you should only transfer one embryo and blah 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 and he wrote in and he was like i am here to tell you that like why you should transfer two embryos ah yes he was in favor of it um this is this is this is a long one i'm just warning you Guys, we are here for you, and that's why we're here. That didn't make any sense, what I said. Uh, may I have that water that's behind your computer? It's empty. No, it's not. Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Sox you know glass. Actually, I think I'm going to read Ruben's email, and I'm actually going to edit it a bit, because he has many paragraphs about breakfast burritos that, as I was reading them, I enjoyed, but I actually don't think will be that interesting to our listeners. Whoa. hang on this is not something we can do it's my favorite subject is breakfast burritos all right fine then you should oh boy here we go ruben time to read your email transfer number three two embryo five day fresh transfer successful birth of a lovely baby girl yesterday afternoon Mommy and baby are doing are resting and doing well our experiences with brigham and women's were amazing I wish That's I where I was born. Try. I wish I could, too. I was born at Stoneham Memorial, which is a closed hospital. Well, when I was born, it wasn't called Brigham and Women's. What was it called? Boston cave Hospital Lying for Caves? Because it was so long ago? That's a joke from Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, kind of. No. Kind of is. Remember when he's like, we didn't have beds we had slabs yeah yeah i mean the the point of that is that it was a bad joke i know but also that it was so long ago yeah okay well glad that we covered that (laughs) uh are you excited for wet hot american summer 10 years later no sure i am listen we know a lot of great people who worked on it looking forward to it Saw Mike Black this weekend. Show Walter's up promoting Kumail and Emily's movie. Cool. Saw David Wayne not long ago. Really just excited for all of them. Okay. It's going to be a time, everybody. Uh, we were lucky enough to have Massachusetts insurance that generally has robust baby-making coverage. Sadly, this past year, the coverage for reproduction got reduced significantly, but even then... It was still very affordable, especially compared to the previous coverage in L.A. And as I mentioned in my very first email on the subject, we would not have been able to have any children due to the expenses in California. 
Rub it in, why don't you? I've not been the biggest fan of relocation to Boston from SoCal, but the two children we now have almost makes it worth it. Winky face. Okay, now the real reason he's writing. Breakfast, burritos. (laughs) Strap in, everyone. He's got a lot to say. Well, listening to episode 39, which was actually episode 37, and I accidentally made it 39, but I think that was Dory when she changed the title, but she's not going to admit it, but that's okay. It definitely was not. Uh Uh-huh. You titled it. What? Uh, 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 uh. Uh-huh. I just uh-huh. gave it the name. Oh, I didn't sure. put the episode uh-huh. number. Uh-huh. I was the one who caught the mistake. Well, I fixed the mistake. Great. Okay. Uh, I heard a caller recommend Fanny's in Redondo Beach to you. Please, if you love your time with Bo and Dory, do not make the trek. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Ruben just, like, comes out. Out with like these counterintuitive takes all the time. You'll be disappointed, and especially considering the distance from your house. It is far. I lived in Redondo and all over Southern California for that matter, and you can tell you about great breakfast burritos. I love Fraser. My wife and I really enjoy Bond. But breakfast burritos <laughs> is a subject which makes me geek my pants sticky. Ooh. What a phrase. <laughs> Uh, despite my new child, hearing some hearing someone recommend fannies to you, of all people, made my head explode. <laughs> and I have to say, uh, save you from that recommendation. Okay. This is very interesting. Oh, my God. We are buckled up here, guys. <laughs> I told you. Uh, just to give you an idea of why you should avoid fannies. It's a breakfast burrito literally including sliced deli ham. Well, <laughs> I'm out already. I'm out already. And potatoes make up the majority of the burrito. Oh, no. You're going to have a bad time. To explain the 4.7 Yelp rating of Fanny's apparently received, this answer is simple. The only people who go to Fanny's are Redondo locals who do not know any better about the great burritos that are out there and would never venture into Torrance, Lawndale, Wilmington, or Lomita, or San Pedro, or East L.A. for a good burrito. San Pedro makes a mighty fine burrito. Uh, at the same time, people who know about all the good breakfast burritos that are out there would never go to Fanny's for the fix. Thus, no counterbalancing the votes on Yelp. Ooh. <laughs> oh, he deleted an entire novel from this email regarding a good breakfast burrito. Types of salsas. I would like this content. to Bring it back. <laughs> Some real recommendations. This is now a breakfast burrito podcast. This is the beauty of this podcast. We talk about everything. We do. Um, Honey, would you consider yourself a burrito aficionado? No, um, because I I know what makes a good burrito, and I know when I'm having a good burrito, but I have not been to the... There's so many places in Los Angeles that I have not been to enough of them Mm. to be a... I mean, I was a Boston burrito aficionado. Mm. Anna Sacaria, my friend. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I a, what I do you a, think of Anna Sacaria? Do you say? I had a really good burrito last time I was in San Francisco. They have good burritos up there. You know what? Surprisingly, they don't have good breakfast burritos in San Francisco. That's true. And I, I, I made many a search. Okay, so back to some real recommendations. Okay. Lucky boy in Pasadena, freaking huge burrito bombs of well-prepared ingredients. They don't skimp on eggs or meat. They heat their tortillas on the grill, not griddle, and use salsa that I haven't seen in some bre- in breakfast burritos elsewhere. Mm. Okay. Good tip. Paul's Place in Anaheim. 
Again, huge burritos and very well-prepared, flavorful, bright salsa uh, fresca. Be careful, as the quality seems to differ depending on which location you go to. The one I would recommend is at the corner of La Palma and Magnolia in Anaheim, <laughs> bordering Buena Park, near the 5 and 91 interchange. This is really getting granular. <laughs> Lucky Greek in Corona. Great burrito if you're out in that area, but not worth the drive from Silver Lake. He's assuming we live near Silver Lake. Oh, we're always going uh, to the Silver, Silver Lake, Lake Dog, Dog Park. Park. We spend a lot of time in Silver Lake. It's a good, solid burrito. Now, if you do venture to Fanny's, then spend the extra time and visit a second joint nearby to compare. Almost any of the burger joints in SoCal uh, would trump Fanny's. Oh, a good choice not too far from Fanny's is Tony Why, Tony's Why Not Burgers. They do a decent job. Uh, Gus Burgers in Wilmington on the PCH by Northgate Market would also be a solid candidate and is much more down and dirty but hearty. Try the brick-and-mortar tacos El Galato on the, at the 110 and PCH. Lomita, he believes. For a more Mexican spin on the burrito, rice and beans in the burrito, I usually order the salsa on the side at the places. Uh, it's a hit and miss of how hot and how much they are willing to include in the burrito. Fanny's has been a thorn in my side since the rise of Elp and Yelpers. I gave them a few tries to see if maybe I was just missing something. Nope. It's been about five years since my last visit to Fanny's, so it's possible things have changed. But to this day, I still visit all the places I just mentioned when I'm home in California. They are all just good examples of what a good breakfast burrito should be. Okay. New baby and mommy really have been neglected for too long. Sorry for the burrito rant. Now, um, Ruben... I've got to ask you, have you had the Anna's Taqueria breakfast burrito? Because I've had it, and I did not enjoy it. Oh. I love the Anna's Taqueria super burrito. I usually get carnitas with extra meat. It's a Mm. giant burrito. Mm. Delicious. That's my favorite burrito, Ruben. Sorry, but it is. Uh, But as far as breakfast burritos in SoCal, let me recommend a place to you in Hollywood. Oh. Koufax. See, I feel like Koufax opened after Ruben had left yes. the area. So that's my first Koufax. If you want, um, if you want to know what uh, white rich hipsters would do to a breakfast burrito, head to Koufax. Mm. You can. It's very good. But if you want like a real down home good burrito made by uh, made by a mom and pop situation, uh, head to Frank's on Fairfax. Just past the WGA building, essentially it's Fairfax and Third. It's sort of across the street. It's on the opposite side of the street as the Whole Foods, Kmart. Mm-hmm. Go to Frank's, get a breakfast burrito. I've never been with chorizo, and buckle the fuck up. Okay, they're not open on Sundays. They are only open, I think, until like four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And man. Is it good? So that's the breakfast burrito. Time out. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Honey, this email comes to us from Amber, who's a dog mom. Oh. 
Uh, I'm a dog mom of three and a human mom of zero. We're both turning 35 this year and have been married for nine, and kids aren't even on our radar. Personally, I haven't felt that longing and desire to become a mom. Parenthetical yet. I do have a story that I just want to make people aware of. I work in the medical field, and a few months ago, I had a patient ask me if I had kids. I responded, no, I just have dogs. His response was, well, that's a shame. You should have kids as soon as possible. I didn't react or respond, but in my head I was thinking, how do you know I want kids? How do you know I'd be a good mom? Ah, my dogs are awesome. And how do you know that I haven't been trying to have kids for years without success? Just a few days before this incident, I had a friend on Facebook post about her and her husband's infertility struggles and immediately thought of her when he said it. I just thought if I were in a position and he said it to me, it would have ruined my day. So I just wanted to throw this story out there so maybe people will think before they speak. Amen to that. I wonder if having dogs is easier than having kids. Because Bo makes me think sometimes that human children will be easier. Well, you know, it's funny. Once they form words. Well, so... So in a lot of ways, I think human children are a lot harder. Like you, you have to, you know, especially in the beginning. Well, obviously, and I can't leave the house for five hours with a toddler in it. (laughs) Right. Except that you can take babies with you a lot of places. Right. And in that way, in a way, they're kind of easier than dogs. Should we, should we invent or maybe some of our merch? What if we had? some um bjorns right Mm -hmm. that said service baby (laughs) (laughs) so it could be like oh it's all right it's a service baby don't worry about it honey that's very funny well the copyright matt myra 2017 I mean, they could just be like onesies that say service, service baby. baby. Yeah, we'll just make them look as stupid as those fake bullshit service animal things. Oh, my God. Like a canine vest. Yeah. Service baby. I went down a real wormhole on Etsy of IVF onesies, mm-hmm. which are like a thing. Yeah. And like some of them were pretty funny. Okay. I mean, there was one that said my first babysitter was an embryologist. Yes, you sent me that one. I thought it was pretty funny. Well, I, you know, we could make a whole string of these. I know. I feel like you'd be very good at coming up with funny ones. Um, you are a comedy writer. This is your job. It is one of my jobs, yes. I mean, come on. All right. Well, next email, honey, comes from Anonymous. Wait, no, I was going to play voicemail. Oh, the next voicemail comes from, we'll find out. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Emily. I, uh... I met your friend Niharika earlier today huh. at Grand Ferry where I work. Uh, she saw my uh, Niles Crane pin. It's heart-shaped because he's the greatest man <laughs> on the planet. Um, and she mentioned that she knew someone who had a podcast. And I was like, funny you say that because I listen to Talk Salad all the time. Whoa. Um, <laughs> big fan of both of you guys. I really like this podcast. I started listening to it actually after my good friend told me that she had just started doing IVF, um, and it was actually kind of emotional. Um, she mentioned it 
the day after she had gotten her period, after she did a round of IUI before uh. starting IVF. And um, I had no idea that she was going through this at all. It was, you know, kind of not a shock in a bad way. I'm very excited for her. She's been trying for like three years to have a baby, and it hasn't happened. Um, it's really important to her, and so I was excited for her, but also it seems like it's something that's very stressful for her. And so in addition to just wanting to say thanks so much for your podcast, I wanted to ask you, what is the best way to be encouraging but not falsely encouraging with someone? I want to make sure my friend knows that I'm on her side, but I have no idea what she's going through right now. And I don't want to say anything that will ultimately be the opposite of of helpful and encouraging. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. She doesn't know what's going to happen, and it's hard to say it'll all be great when you don't know if it will be. So I just wanted to know what you guys like to hear or what's what's comforting and realistic for you to hear from your friends and family and support network while you're going through this. Um, I am just starting out on the podcast, so I don't know what happens next. Um, I'm only on episode six, so I've got a long way to go. But I'm going to keep listening, and thank you so much for everything. I'll call again. I really, really enjoy listening to you guys. And, yeah, thank you so much. Good luck with everything. Bye. Thank you for listening to all my podcasts and being a fan of this podcast now. And Welcome for wearing to the fold, and, well, and for wearing a for Niles wearing Crane, a pin, Niles Crane pin. pin in a heart. <laughs> um, I should get that for you. Yeah, you know how much I love uh, pins. I know. Put them on everything. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Don't set any pins. Oh, okay. Um. So. I mean, I feel like I feel like she's on the right track with the. Like, I think the worst thing to say is like, it'll happen. Right. Totally. You know, because we don't know that it's going to happen. Yeah. You just feel like you're always pushing the boulder up the hill and it's always yep. rolling back down. Yep. So I think any words of encouragement, I don't think you need to give her words yeah, of encouragement. I, I think like... you just need to give her words of support. Yep. I agree. I don't think it's about encouraging. I think it's about being there regardless of whatever the situation is. Um, how are your shots today is, you know, fine question. I would say just like wait for her to, uh, give you information about like results. Mm -hmm. Like don't, don't ask her like, how many eggs did you get? Yeah. Like those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, just like checking in with her in a very kind of open ended way is always good and that kind of you know that that tells her that you're thinking of her and it leaves an opening for her to volunteer whatever she feels comfortable with volunteering totally um yeah and it is i think it is again not about encouragement but about support that's, yeah that's that's, that's sort a, of your best that's your best bet that's in, a really good way IVF. of putting it yeah well that's what we're here for all right to put it in really good ways yeah that's us Next email. This is from Anonymous. Uh, she says... And we'll go eat at your restaurant. 
next time we're in wherever that is. Where is it? Was I think it, it was a York? bar. Was it in New York? It was in Williamsburg. Yeah. Um, okay. She says, uh, the anonymous says, I finally caught up on all your episodes and starting to listen in April when I just found out I was having my fourth miscarriage. Yikes. Well, technically I've had two miscarriages and two biochemicals, three of which were back to back in January, February, and March of this year. Yay me. Ugh. And deciding to move on to IVF to hopefully increase our chances of success. I've been listening practically every day for the past few months and missed your voices already. Aw. I just wrapped up my first round of IVF and can honestly say that listening to your podcast throughout has really helped me to keep my sanity and see the humor in this shitty process. So thank you for that. And I really, really hope you guys get some good news soon. Us too. So I'm writing you with two questions. Question one, because of my history of miscarriages, we are sending all embryos for PGS testing. Bingo. Yep. I just learned yesterday that 11 embryos made it to day six blastocyst stage and have been sent for biopsy. Okay. I am of course thrilled about this number. Although my husband is already complaining about how much these quote kids are costing since each embryo is another $500 to test. And we will know in two weeks how many are normal. Here's the problem. I had a DNC after my last miscarriage and we tested the quote product of conception. What a terrible phrase, right? And it turned out to be a normal 46 XX female embryo. We've only been able to test this one, but I'm assuming that likely at least one of the other miscarriages could have been normal. I'm curious if you have any thoughts about this or any of your listeners have miscarried normal embryos and gone on to be successful with IVF. I'm terrified that I'm going to be that person who can get pregnant, but just can't carry a pregnancy to term. I haven't heard a lot about recurrent pregnancy loss on the podcast yet. So would love some insight. By the way, I turned 33 in April. Um, Should we do question one and then question two? Sure. Do you? Uh, oh, so this is question. This one. is question one. Yeah, I mean that's the I, like that's the thing is like you can still have miscarriages with PGS tested embryos. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha- like we hear from people all the time who this happened to, and our and our and our doctor is always you know saying, first of all, it's not a guarantee that you'll get pregnant with a PGS embryo as as we know, and then you can still have a miscarriage with a PGS tested embryo. So right. you know, I I don't. I, I would be curious. I, we don't know what your results are. Um, it could, that could have just been a fluke, you know, that could have just been the one that was normal and just for whatever reason didn't, didn't work. Um, and I mean, your answer, the answer to your question though is yes. I mean, people have, we, we see this in the Facebook group all the time. If you're not in the Facebook group, um, I would, I would get in there. Um, because I definitely feel like I've seen people talking about having miscarriages and then going on to be successful. Yes. Like for sure. Um, so yeah, so, so I would, I would head over there and, and you'll, you will get a ton of responses and then I'm sure people will also write in with, with their experiences. But do you, do you have any other things to add? Uh, congratulations on getting six to blastocyst. No, she got 11 to blastocyst. I meant 11. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Six days. Six days. Yeah. That's when I, that's when six came in. Um, all right. Question two. This is sort of IVF related, but more career related. I have a successful career as a fashion executive focused on e-commerce and digital strategy. Oh, maybe she should run our merch store. <laughs> I feel like she's got a successful career. We don't need to bring her down. Mm, that's true. I recently started a new job and I'm quickly learning it isn't a good fit, both the corporate culture and job responsibilities. It's been creating a significant amount of stress in addition to all this infertility stuff. 
Also, over the past few years, there have been some serious health issues with close members of my family, details saved for another day. And I'm just at the point where I'm not identifying with the work I'm doing on a daily basis, nor willing to put up with the BS. I've thought about looking for new roles, but I've also considered leaving the industry entirely and doing something totally different, like our merch store. (laughs) I would love to find a job in a mission-based company focused on health and wellness, but that seems like a big leap. I have a really strong track record, was at my last company for three years, four years before that, and part of me just wants to quit, take a sabbatical, and spend some time figuring out my next step while focusing on life and baby making. If you were in my position, what would you do? Uh, Before we answer that, though, she has a PS. Yes. One of my husband and I's favorite activities is changing the lyrics of songs, usually to make them about our dog, who I think would be BFFs with Bo, by the way. But one morning, monitoring appointment, he came up with a particularly clever one. Everyone in the club get everybody in the club getting ixy. Ah, thought this would be a good addition to the IVF playlist. One of your recent callers asked about getting ixy. Yes, that's fun. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like it. Good job, husband. Oh, you put your husband label on on your phone. Well, it was on my uh, shirt. Yeah, Matt got me a label maker for Christmas, and I just set it up today. She uh, wanted it so bad that uh took her six months to use it. Yeah, but the first label I made was a label that said husband with two hearts on it. And then yep. I, I put it on Matt's shirt so he remembers that he's the husband. Oh, it's good. I'm glad we have these gender roles. And then he put it on his phone. <laughs> um. Okay, so back to Anonymous. Yep. I feel like we get a version of this question a lot. Anonymous. Do, 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 do. See, I do the thing you do with your husband. <laughs> Anonymous. Do, 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 do. Um, I, I mean, my my. I feel like my advice is always quit your job. <laughs> um, yeah, but you just give advice you'd like to be able to take. Ooh, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> You know, no one likes working. Um, yeah, I mean, well, there is something to be said for stress and a pregnancy and how they're not particularly compatible things. Yeah. Uh, and, and stress and IVF are particularly yes incompatible. Which is exactly why we waited for this route. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was you're insane. A stress machine. Yeah, you know, yeah, we didn't fight. No, but I was just, I like, I feel like those, the three months from the month before my book came out to like now, excuse me, I feel like I've basically been a blur mm-hmm. and I'm only just now being like, oh, okay. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of getting back to normal. Yeah. Well, <sighs> it's good to have you back. Thank you. Um, now, in regards to what you should do about your job, I mean, I've been in jobs like that. I've been in jobs where I get there and I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. What did I do? Why am I taking this job? This is an awful place to be. Don't like it. Don't like the work. Um, but then, you know, I stayed there and eventually I got used to it and then it was fine. And then at the end of the run, I was like, oh, I'm really stressed out i probably should never have been at this job so what's the point of that story the point of that story was i wish i had 
part of me wishes I had quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and not dealt with the stress for two and a half years. Right. So. I like this idea of taking a sabbatical. Of course. I you mean, know? if you can afford to right. not work for a bit, then I have no problem saying don't. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So that is our advice to you. There we go. There's our advice. I'm glad everybody in the club's getting ixy. Um, okay. Confused Dory looking at emails. No, because what I realized, I was like, why, why did I print 14 pages? But it's actually, but our donors start on the next page. And then I realized that I added the Patreon bonus episode questions to this document. Oh, okay. So, so in reality, we only have another email. We've, Two more emails. Great. Correct. Let's hear it. Okay. This is from Keith. And he says, my question for you both is, do you, did you feel pressure to have kids? And if so, how did you deal with it? We live outside Pittsburgh, so maybe it's a regional thing, but it seems like whenever someone finds out I'm married, their first question is, do you have any kids? It's something that also came up when we got engaged and people inquired about when we were going to have kids. I find it particularly maddening when it's people that didn't have kids and seem to want to live vicariously through us having kids. I was always raised to not really bring these things up because you never know what someone's situation is. Case in point, you two and many of your listeners, like the email we just got. Right. Uh, my wife and I feel some pressure, or at least I do, but we're not giving in. We've been married three years together for 10 and a half years and in our early thirties and just don't feel like the time is right for us yet. Oh boy, this is turning into a long email, which seems to happen on your show. So par for the course. I do have a question for Matt. If he's still giving life advice. Sure. Listening to talk salad, Matt's love of sitcom writing and particularly, particularly your first interview with Ken Levine. Yeah. Sparked my interest into getting into sitcom writing. Hmm. For fun, I wrote a spec script for Frasier, which we were binging at the time, <laughs> in which Frasier gets a friend request on Facebook from an ex, and he believes it to be something more. And Niles pays for a trending fashion app that will tell him when clothes go on sale so he knows not to wear them anymore. My wife loved it and encouraged me to pursue it. I took an online class and have worked on a couple of spec scripts. But my question for Matt is, what now? <laughs> As I said, we live outside Pittsburgh. We just bought a house. And my wife is, a, is the breadwinner with a job she loves. So it seems ridiculous to uproot everything just to follow this dream at this point in my life. Is there anything I can do to progress out here away from the action? My wife and I have talked about it. And at this point, we're both open to the idea of me moving out to the West Coast for a little while to try and pursue this. But where would I even start? Wow. How old are you? Did he say? He said early 30s. So what do you think? Well, you're from outside Pittsburgh. Guess who else was from Pittsburgh? The guys who made Downward Dog that was on ABC. (laughs) That just got canceled? It got canceled, but it got critical reviews. It got raves. Those guys are going to be able to make another television show. Mm -hmm. Um you know it probably might you know maybe hulu buys it or something i I don't know but it was a you know critical rave and those guys made i believe they made a short in pittsburgh that then turned into downward dog oh i didn't know that so uh that's one way to do it now as far as spec scripts i would recommend listening to ken levine's podcast hollywood and levine I love that title. It's a great name. It's a very well-produced <laughs> podcast. Um, but he gives a lot of advice about breaking in. You sort of hear about how he and David started. It's very different now. No one wants spec scripts anymore. They want pilots. They want spec pilots. So uh, I would start by working on an original idea of your own. It's very hard to break in. It's something where 
you might want to think about taking on a partner. If you ever did make the move out here, easier to hire two people for the price of one than to hire one person. Um, yeah, it's a... Uh, I mean, if it's really something you think you want to do and you want to give yourself the chance to do it, I, I'm always one for doing it. Yeah. But that being said, those downward dog guys from outside Pittsburgh. So maybe he can find them and talk to them. Do a short. Yeah. The point is to be making stuff. Don't, yeah. don't, don't not make anything. Yeah. Make stuff. Make stuff. Um, I think that's good advice. If you want to email your Fraser spec, I'm happy to read it and oh, tell you whether or not it's that's very sweet. Actually formatted correctly. <laughs> um, all right, this is our last email from John in Buffalo. He says he's one of the listeners who is not doing IVF, but has always been a big fan of Matt's podcasts. I've been catching on my old episodes of Phoebe and wanted to ask nice. Matt if he's finally seen classic films like ET. <laughs> Uh, I did finally see E.T. at uh, the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Couple, I, I took you. A couple to, years uh, ago. We went with Jody uh, and Neil. Didn't we go with them? I feel like we go with Craig? Or was that to Back to the Future? We went with Craig and Merrill. Mm, don't remember. And then E.T. was Jody and Neil? I think E.T. was Jody Well, anyway. I think. The point is, I finally saw it on the big screen with a live orchestra. It was very cool. Um, and it was a lovely movie, and I can see how as a child I would have probably enjoyed the movie, but I was too afraid of aliens to watch it. Uh, anyway, getting to the point of the email, the subject of when to tell your child has come up, and while I was not an IVF baby, I do have an unusual parentage. Hmm. To make a long story short, the man I was told was my father turned out not to be. Hmm. My biological father was a married man who was my mom's former boss. Oh, boy. He wanted to keep it secret. I haven't seen the guy I thought was my dad in 15 years. Lying to me about it has damaged my relationship with my mother pretty seriously, so I definitely recommend being honest with your kids, even if it's difficult. Hmm. I could go into more detail about finding out, etc., but I've met my biological father once. I went to him after figuring out who he was, and we had a half-hour talk. I left my number, and he's never used it. This was over a year ago. My real question is, what should I do about my half-siblings? I have an older sister in California and a younger brother in my city. Neither know I exist. I'm 29, so we're all adults now. I keep seeing my half-brother around our neighborhood and don't know if I should try and talk to him. If it were me, I'd want to know that I have a half-brother, but there's no good way to approach a stranger and say, hey, we have the same dad. What do you think I should do? Um, uh, for me, the biggest concern is, uh, is that boss still married to the same woman he was married to mm, interesting. when he was fucking around. Mm -hmm. Because if that is the case, then I don't know that you want to do that. It's, I don't, I don't know that I have advice for this situation. <laughs> I tend to have advice for every situation, whether or not it's a good advice, it's <laughs> entirely different matter. But, um, I don't know. I need to know about that that the the situation, that gentleman's current situation, your biological father's current situation. If any of our listeners have been on either side of this situation, yes. If you're a man out there who fathered an illegitimate child, no, no, no. I meant if you are someone who found out your 
father was not your father and you had half siblings. Yeah. Or if you were one of the half siblings who was contacted by someone uh-huh. who was like, I'm your brother. Yeah. Hi, I'm 30. You right. never knew me. Right. Like, I'm just curious. Like, how how did that go down? How mm. was that navigated? Like, yet another thing we're asking the audience here. I mean, this is a tough one. I don't know if, I don't know if we're going to have people, but we might. Well, yeah, so I need more information, okay. and I expect to see some more information in the email next week. <laughs> um, and with that, we come to our supporters. You can donate to us at patreon.com slash adventure. We have a number of reward tiers that you can check out, and we are going to get to our supporters for this week. That sounds really exciting. Head over to patreon.com forward slash excellent adventure to find out how you can get your name read on the air. All right. You ready for this week's uh, supporters? Hope so. Okay. Lindsay Schmall. Uh, Lindsay's favorite Disney movie is The Great Mouse Detective. Lauren Ray. Lauren is litigious and filed suit against Crate and Barrel for selling neither crates nor barrels. Mm. Andrew Steinley. Uh, Andrew's favorite game at a casino is Casino War. Leanna Palmer. Uh, Leanna drove a 1994 Honda Accord in high school that she named Rhonda the Honda. And Heather Ulmer. Uh, Heather's favorite group activity is escape rooms. However, she enjoys pre-gaming too much and has never solved a room. And for those of you who donated in the month of June, you will hear your first fun fact in July. Uh, yeah, I guess that's next week. Then. Yeah, it's next week. So we have to record that podcast before the 4th of July. Mm. Or record, you know what? Next week's podcast is going to come out on Tuesday. On July 4th. Yeah, 4th of July weekend. Yep. We're going to give us till Monday to record it. All right. What a, what a bargain. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to all the supporters. Thanks to everyone who left reviews. We love you all. You're the best. You're the best listeners in town. Where are my eggheads at? Yep. Oh, I'm an egghead. That could be a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, but so far I think the Bjorn that says this. Service baby. Service baby. It's pretty funny. That's the one. Yep. All right, guys. Okay. We'll see you next week. See Bye. And the sea is just a wetter of the skies Let's get a silver bullet trailer